Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. And how are we all doing? Happy Tuesday. Wow, Tuesday already. Oh my goodness, where did Monday go? Monday went by so fast, I hardly had a chance to see it. (laughs) But never mind, at least it went fast. Oh, excuse me. That darn frog in my throat again. (laughs) So now, it is absolutely pouring down with rain here. I don't know what it's doing where you are, but oh my goodness, it is throwing it down. And it's a bit chilly as well. But never mind, I'm at work. So I am reading this from, or reading, I'm going to be reading you a story from my staff room (laughs) in work. So there's a big hospital and there's lots of doctors and nurses here. And I am going to be reading the story from here. So hello from the hospital. (laughs) But Before we have a story, we need a fun fact, don't we? So that you can astound and amaze all the grown-ups where you are. You can tell them something really interesting and make it sound as though you're so clever because you know all this. (laughs) So talk about the sun, even though the sun is not out today and it's pouring down. The sun is like a giant ball of exploding fire. Oh my goodness, that sounds dangerous, doesn't it? But because it's so far away, it won't hurt you. Unless you stay out in it for too long, of course, and get sunburn. Then it hurts you. (laughs) But um, it makes you warm. And it makes the whole planet warm, which is good, because the whole planet needs the sun's warmth to be able to live comfortably. So there you go. How amazing is that? It is a huge, giant ball of exploding fire. That sounds so scary, doesn't it? When you see the sun, you don't think of it as a big ball of fire do you just think of it as a yellow blob in the sky (laughs) so next time you draw the sun in one of your pictures you need to draw it as a big ball of fire (laughs) and when somebody says why have you drawn it like that you can tell them because that's what it really is so now we've had the fun fact shall we have the story what do you think hey I think that's a good idea. So, if you remember yesterday, Curious Connie went with the others up the faraway tree and didn't like it very much because she got soaked by Dame Washalot and she got covered in ink by the angry pixie. Well, let's see as she carries on up the tree what happens now and it's chapter three and it's connie meets a few people so here we go i don't want to see 
any more of the horrid people who live in this tree, wept poor Connie. But Joe took her firmly by the hand and pulled her up a broad bough to where a yellow door stood open in the tree. In the doorway stood the prettiest little fairy you ever saw. She had hair that stood out around her head like a golden mist, as fine as silk. She held out her hand to Connie. Oh, poor child, did you get caught in Dame Washalot's water? <sighs> She's been washing such a lot today and the water has been coming down all day long. Let me dry you. <clears throat> Connie couldn't help liking this pretty little fairy. How dainty she was in her shining dress. Oh, and what tiny feet and hands she had. Silky drew her into a tidy little house. She took a towel from a peg and began to dry Connie. The others told her who she was. Yes, I know, said Silky. We're going up to Moonface's house for dinner. He said he would ask Mr. What's-his-name too, but I don't expect he'll come because I heard him snoring in his chair as usual a little while ago. Mr. Who? asked Connie. Mr. What's-his-name, said Silky. He doesn't know his name, nor does anyone else, so we call him Mr. What's-his-name. We've tried and tried to find out what his name is, but I don't know. I don't expect we shall ever know now, unless the land of Noalls comes, and then we might go up and find out. You can find out anything in the land of Noalls. Oh, said Joe, thinking of a whole lot of things he would love to know. We'll go there if it comes. Suddenly there came a curious noise down the tree. A clanking and a jingling and a crashing and a banging. Connie looked scared. Whatever would happen next? It sounded as if a hundred saucepans, a few dozen kettles and some odds and ends of dishes and pans were all falling down the tree together. Then a voice came floating down the tree and the children grinned. Two books for a bookworm, two butts for a goat, two winks for a winkle who can't sing a note. What a very silly song, said Connie. Yes, isn't it, said Joe. It's the kind the old saucepan man always sings. It's his two song. Every line but the last begins with the word two. Anyone can make up a song like that. Well, I'm sure I don't want to, said Connie thinking that everyone in the faraway tree must be a bit crazy. Who is the saucepan man? And what's that awful crashing noise? Oh, only his saucepans and kettles and things, said Beth. He carries them around with him. He's a dear. Once we saw him without his saucepans and things around him and we didn't know him. He looked funny, quite different. A very extraordinary person now came into Silky's tiny house, almost getting stuck in the door. He was covered from head to toe with saucepans, kettles and pans, which were tied around him with string. They jangled and crashed together, so everyone always knew when the saucepan man was coming. Connie stared at him, amazed. His hat was a very 
big saucepan, so big that it hid most of his face. Connie could see a wide grin, but that was about all. Who's this funny creature? said Connie in a loud and rather rude voice. Now, the saucepan man was deaf and he didn't usually hear what was said. But this time he did and he didn't like it. He tilted back his saucepan hat and stared at Connie. Who's this? Dirty little girl, he said in a voice just as loud as Connie's. Connie went red. She glared at the saucepan man. This is Connie, said Joe. He turned to Connie. This is saucepan, a great friend of ours, he said. We've had lots of adventures together. Why is she so dirty? asked Saucepan, looking at Connie's ink-stained clothes and dirty face. Is she always like that? Why don't you clean her up? Connie was furious. She was always so clean and dainty and well-dressed. How dare this horrid, clanking little man talk about her like that? <clears throat> Go away, she said angrily. Yes, it's a very nice day, said the saucepan man politely, going suddenly deaf. Don't stay here and stare, shouted Connie. Oh, I certainly should wash your hair, said the saucepan man at once. It's full of soap suds. I said don't stare, cried Connie. Mind that stare, said the saucepan man, looking around. Mm, can't see any. I didn't know there were any stairs in the faraway tree. Connie stared at him in rage. Is he crazy? she said to Joe. Joe and the others were laughing at this peculiar conversation. Joe shook his head. No, saucepan isn't crazy. He's just deaf. His saucepans make such a clanking noise all the time that the noise gets into his ears and he can't hear properly. So he keeps making mistakes. That's right, said the saucepan man, entering into the conversation suddenly. Cakes, plenty of them, waiting for us at Moonfaces. I said mistakes, said Joe, not cakes. But Moonfaces cakes aren't mistakes, said saucepan earnestly. Joe gave it up. We'd better go up to Moonfaces, he said. It's past four o'clock. I hope that awful saucepan man isn't coming with us, said Connie. Incredibly, saucepan heard what she said. He looked angry. I hope this nasty little girl isn't coming with us, he said in his turn. And glared at Connie. Now, 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 said Silky and patted the saucepan man on one of his kettles. Don't get angry, it only makes things worse. Purse, have you lost it? said the saucepan man anxiously. Oh, I said worse, not purse, said Silky. Come on, let's go. Connie's dry now, but I can't get the ink stains out of her dress. 
They all began to climb the tree again. The saucepan man made an appalling noise. He began to sing his silly song. Two bangs for a firework. Two... Be quiet, said Silky. You'll wake Mr. What's-His-Name. He's fast asleep. He went to bed very late last night, so he'll be tired. We won't wake him, will we? We'll be dreadfully squashed inside Moonface's house anyhow. Creep past his chair quietly. Saucepan, try not to make your kettles clang together. Yes, lovely weather, agreed Saucepan. Miss hearing again. They all crept past. Saucepan made a few clatters, but they didn't disturb What's-His-Name, who snored loudly and peacefully in his chair on the broad bough of the tree outside his house. His mouth was wide open. You'd expect people would pop things in his mouth if he leaves it open like that, whispered Connie. People do, said Joe. Moonface put some acorns in once. What's-his-name was very angry. He really was. It's a wonder he doesn't get soaked with Dame Washalot's water, but he doesn't seem to. He always puts his chair well under that big branch. They went on up the tree. In the distance, they saw Dame Washalot hanging out some clothes on boughs. They blow away if she doesn't get someone to sit on them, said Silky to Connie. So she pays the baby squirrels to sit patiently on each bit of washing she does till it's dry and she can take it in and iron it. They saw the line of baby squirrels in the distance. They looked so sweet. Connie wanted to go nearer, but Joe said no, they really must go on. Moonface would be tired of waiting for them. At last they almost came to the top of the tree. Connie was amazed when she looked down. The faraway tree rose higher than any other tree in the enchanted wood. Far below them waved the tops of other trees. The faraway tree was really quite wonderful. Here we are at Moonfaces, said Joe, and he banged on the door. It flew open and Moonface looked out, a big grin on his big round face. I thought you were never coming, he said. You are late. We've brought this dirty little girl, said Saucepan, and he pushed Connie forward. Moonface looked at her. She does look a bit dirty, he said, and smiled broadly. I suppose she got into trouble with the angry pixie and got some of Dame Washalot's water on her too. Never mind. Come along in and we'll have a good meal. I've got some hot cold goodies. Whatever are they, said Connie, and even the others hadn't, hadn't heard of them. They all went into Moonface's exciting house. It was quite extraordinary. In the very middle was a large pole with a pile of coloured cushions by it. Around the hole was Moonface's furniture, all curved to fit the roundness of the tree trunk. There was a curious curved bed, a curved sofa and a curved stove and chairs, all set 
around the trunk inside the tree. It's very exciting, said Connie, looking around. What's that hole in the middle? Nobody answered her. They were too busy looking at the lovely food that Moonface had put ready on the curved table. They wanted to know what the hot cold goodies were like. They knew pop cakes and Google buns, but they didn't know hot cold goodies. What's this hole? demanded Connie again, but no one bothered about her. She felt so curious that she went to the edge of the strange hole and put her foot in it to see if there were steps down. She suddenly lost her balance and stepped right into the hole. She sat down with a bump and then, oh my goodness, she began to slide away at top speed down the hole that ran from the top of the tree to the bottom. Where's Connie? said Joe, suddenly looking around. Not here, that's good, said Saucepan. Oh, she must have fallen down the slippery slip, said Silky. Oh, poor Connie, she'll be at the bottom of the tree by now. We'll have to go down and get her. Oh, my goodness me, she is a pain, isn't she, that Connie? I can see her getting the children into all sorts of trouble. Oh, I bet they'll they'll be glad when she goes home. <laughs> so, do you think she'll get them into trouble? What do you think? I think yes. Any old how? I suppose I'd better go and do some work now that I've read the story, seeing as I'm already here at work. So, I've just read this story in front of a couple of nurses they've been they, they've been very quiet and they've um listened to the story with you all so <laughs> i know daft anyway i am going to go back to work now and i will love you and leave you i really really hope that whatever you're doing today you have an amazing time doing it and and we'll be back tomorrow and we will read about dinner with moonface and see whether she gets into any trouble into any more trouble but until then you make sure that you take care and you stay safe, okay? <laughs> and I will see you all tomorrow. Bye for now.